Good morning, Ray. Good morning, John. How are you? It's Friday. It is Friday. I'm doing great, man. How are you? I'm good. It's Friday, and we're here at SaturdayMorningSalesMeeting.com, the headquarters. We are. Here on the banks of the beautiful Tennessee River. We are on the mothership. We are. We're here at the uh, colorful, I don't know what you'd call this. This is my kitchen table, but... It's a dining room table. Yeah, but I made it to resemble like if you were at the beach and you had a outdoor restaurant, like a tiki bar. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It's like a tiki table. Yeah. It's multicolored. It's like warm. It is. Yeah. It is beautiful. I, I could not believe that you handcrafted this thing. I know. It surprised me. You did a fantastic job. I have to say. Well, thank you, Ray. If this uh, consulting gig doesn't work out for you, I think you have a future in furniture building. Okay. Or fast food. Yeah. Fast food? Yeah. You got a future there, too. I'm a pretty good cook. I bet you are. You look like you're a pretty good eater. I grilled some burgers yesterday. Yeah, how'd that turn out? Good. I made you one, but you had to go. Yeah, well, I left before you even started. You were still working on the charcoal, so why you thought Uh, you should make me one? Well, I don't know, because I had a pack of hamburger meat, and it made three burgers. So what'd you do with the extra burger? What what extra burger? (laughs) <laughs> Where's my burger, I should say. All right. So uh, what are we talking about today? I want to talk about... Uh, oh, what? I'm sorry. Yeah. I, I just thought of something right when I asked you a question. Oh, please. And I can't hold it in because I'll forget. Okay. I've been listening to our podcast, and there's some massive, like, thumps right. going on, like, all throughout it. And my OCD just goes crazy. It drives me nuts. Yeah. So I don't I don't know why no one has told us. So is this I mean, your public apology? Is well, that yeah, what you're doing here? It's really a public accusation because everyone knows I don't listen to the podcast, so I wouldn't <laughs> have known that. But I feel like someone should have told me. Okay. Well, now you're aware. Yeah. And, and I don't know who it is. I, I would think that it's me, but hey, it could be you. It's you. <laughs> it is. Me. Yeah. I, I'm well, very, between your uh, rocking, I'm very animated. You are, and you know, you're leaning over. So I think your hand comes down on the yeah. table as you lean forward. Yeah. Me, if I'm going to lean, I typically lean back. Yeah. Oh, lean back, lean back. Is that a song? Uh, yeah. It it's should be. Uh, yeah. But you, why don't we create that? I lean up and you lean back. Consulting doesn't work out for you. The chef idea, DJ. The, the burgers and the fast food. I think uh, songwriting. Okay, okay. There you go. You, you, you're full of ideas. All right. So anyway, I'm going to try to not back. bang on the table today. Okay. But I think we ought to get one of those like boom mic holders that isn't on the table because ours sits on the table. Ours does. I think it just resonates. So if you have heard that as a listener, I apologize. It's totally Ray's fault. Now that you've chastised them for not letting you know. Yeah. You're going to apologize. Yeah, I apologize for it happening, but you should have let me know. Okay. It's like, is, it's like a dealer at the end of the consulting gig, and they're yeah. like, well, why didn't you tell me? Right. Why didn't you tell me that was a problem? I would have fixed it, or I would have let you fix it. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So you got that all out of the way? You feel good? I, I do. And then I was going to ask you, what did I ask you? What are we talking about Yeah, today? what are we talking about today? Well, I have been watching videos from other consultants, uh, I guess influencers in the industry, uh, general business consultants, uh, even people that I know who post short videos, 
uh-huh. you know, what they feel to a, be a plethora of, of people, a valid resource to those who might choose to watch. Okay. Um, and I. Who else have you been watching? N- well, you want to name three or four other types of people? No, I'm good with that. Okay. I'm going to stop that there. Okay. Yeah. And I have to say, 90% of them bother me. <laughs> and can that's I, the nice way to say it. Can I say uh, you think they're full of crap? Yeah. Okay. It's total horseshit. <laughs> I, I mean, I'm watching a guy today, and he, he says, you know, used to be in sales, it was all about activity. Yeah. Right? We were all about activity. But activity just leads to burnout. What we need to be doing is talking to the right people with the right message, finding their pain point, and encouraging them to move forward with us. Well, how the hell do you think you do that? Through activity, right? I mean, am I way off here? How do you find those pain points? (laughs) Oh, so we're not doing activity anymore, but I need you to go call on these customers (laughs) and make a connection with them. And when you make a connection with them, find their pain point, have meaningful conversations with them, and try to drive them toward a sale. But forget doing activity. Yeah, don't do an activity. That just will burn you out. Uh, and and I guess it's upsetting to me because it insults my intelligence. Yeah. Right? Are you know, are you an idiot or do you believe that I am stupid <laughs> enough to fall for your you know, redefining words when we know what they mean. You're very passionate about it. I am. I just, but because it wasn't just that one. I like your analogy. Are you an idiot or do you think I'm an idiot? Right. Because it's it's one of the two. What you're saying is stupid. So either stop talking because you sound stupid or stop insulting me. Stop thinking that I believe your stupidity. Yeah. Or yeah, that I'm actually buying into this horseshit. Yeah. So yeah, it's just and so another one was you know we uh, we need to stop selling. We need to find out what's at the customer's heart of what they're trying to achieve, and then we need to appeal to their heart. Yeah. What the hell does that mean? Sounds right? like selling to me. Right? <laughs> <laughs> what are you talking about? Are you and and they have followers. They appear to be very successful. That's my concern, is that the people who don't know any better and listen to that think, oh, yeah, i got to quit actually doing stuff. I just got to, you know, help the customer. Right. I mean, how do you help the customer without doing things? (laughs) Yeah, I don't get it. I don't get it either. So another one, you know, Mm -hmm. watching somebody and they're, you you know, doing this big production of, you know, during this time, during COVID-19, I'm going to, you know, help you with your business. And the big help, this is yesterday, right? I mean, we've been going through this thing in a solid lockdown position yeah. nationwide for a month. Yeah. And this is yesterday, which is what, the 24th? He finally came up with a good idea to help out? And, and so his big idea is, if you're not doing it, you need to focus on digital retail. <laughs> You showed me Welcome to the party, right? I mean, yeah. yeah, yeah. We've been talking about that. Now, had you come out with that in February, 
kudos. <laughs> or, or, or November. Or November. Hey, guys, in a few months, you're yeah. going to wish that you had listened to me. Or, you, you might want to you know, start thinking about I've been about saying forever yeah. that, you know, it's moving the way of digital retail. Of course, we've talked about, even before all this. Yeah, and it was trending that way. That we saw the trend. Yeah, this right? just spiked the curve. Right. But now, you know, to actually come out after everybody's been sitting around in their house and he came up with a brilliant idea of, you know what? This there might be something to this. What do like, you think? like somebody saying, I don't think the internet is just a fad. I think it might stick around. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, it's welcome to the party. But I mean, in that case, I've got a couple of ideas about other cases, All but right. in a case like that, I think that that point of view will naturally, or, or that style will naturally uh, just kind of die on its own, just because nobody is going to want to hear that. Right. Right? Nobody wants them to tell you, or nobody wants you to tell them where we are when we've been in the same place for six weeks. Right. Right? Yeah. Like, you're just realizing this? Yeah. You know? Now, I don't know. Does I, that make I've sense? I've seen some, some people that I've highly respect and like I said it's you know maybe 90% is an exaggeration of the yeah. ones that frustrate me it's just you know it's kind of like you've ever been driving and you change lanes and that lane slows down so you change lanes and then that lane slows down right. and you're like oh this happens all the time well it doesn't happen all the time typically if you actually studied it or you know mapped it on a grid mm -hmm. Most of the time if you change lanes to get out of a slow lane you end up going faster mm -hmm. but you remember the times that that happened because yeah. you remember that negative so maybe it's just that I'm remembering the negative uh, things that I've I've seen and heard and watched well, I've and heard read. that uh, yeah I've heard that about poker players and sports analogies you know you, you always remember the losses right more than the wins uh, but no I think that's a valid point I mean there are you know on one hand I think just the free economy that's the, the idiotic points of view or the idiotic techniques are going to die off because they don't work yeah you know or people are going to go that, that's not valuable to me like yeah. you're telling me something i already know but on the other hand it's also the free market uh principle that you and i can sit here and blast them right in case someone doesn't realize it we could say you do realize that guy's an idiot right right i mean of course you know we're uh, not judgmental people. We would no, never call someone an no, idiot, right? But maybe this is a uh, this was a poor approach. Yeah, would be a better way to, than yeah. saying he's an uh, idiot. We, we would not call people an idiot. Moron? No. Yeah. I'm <laughs> jabroni. Call moron. Yeah, jabroni. Uh, listen, jerk. I prefer, I prefer maroon. What a maroon. What a maroon. I think it was that. What Bucks a fuchsia. Bunny? <laughs> oh, maroon is a color, it's right? Bugs Bunny, man. He used to do that. What a maroon. You remember that? I do, yeah. There's there's somebody I can get behind. Yeah, you like old Bugs? Bugs, yeah. Who doesn't like Bugs? Hey, man, Bugs is a cool guy. Right. Sticks his finger in the ends of the shotgun and it blows up in Elmer Fudd's face. Love it. Dude, that's that a, classic. That's a 200 IQ move right there. Ne <laughs> never gets old. Funny every time he does it. Every single time. So th there are those who are promoting or putting out that much more I think timely uh, intelligent dialogue with regard to you know 
how does this look on his face and how do we need to adjust maybe our word tracks, our conversations, or the culture of a dealership in order to incorporate this. That's where a lot of the rub is or the pushback. The pain point for the dealership is we're so used to doing it the old way. But do they believe it's valid? Do they believe it's here to stay? I don't think you need to... It, I'm not running out to dealers going, hey, man, you really need to get on this digital bandwagon because they don't know already. Yeah. You know, their their OEM is telling them they need to get on board with it and has for the past, you know, six weeks, if not 12 months. Uh, you know, all of their vendors are telling them that if their vendors are worth a damn. And so it's it's been such a trend. So I think the Johnny-come-lately who says, hey, we got to look at this digital marketing thing puts himself out as an expert and does it when they're the last guy to the table to go, hey, look what I found, right? right, right. And I mean, I just can't help but think everybody's gotta be looking around going, yeah, okay. Yeah, we, we've well, been talking about that for many months. Yeah, I heard, uh, I watched a webinar with uh, Lawson Owen of Proactive Dealer Solutions right. the other day. Love Lawson. And it, it kind of amazed me that he was this honest and just kind of self-contradicting okay but he literally uh in in this webinar he said he said we have to embrace this right he's like everything used to be about getting the customer to their showroom he said hell i built a company around it he said but you can no longer use your presence as your leverage it just doesn't work it's not genuine anymore right uh and he said hell i used to coach it yeah. You know, but you can't use it anymore. Right. I thought that's a pretty big deal to have the managing partner. I mean, I don't know what his specific title is, but of a fairly large company and consulting in the automotive world. Well respected. To, to say, hey, the, the way that we did things and the way we coach to do things, that's changing. And, right. and we're figuring it out and we'll help you, you know, figure it out as well. Oh, yeah. No, I'm, I have a client who we continue to interface and continue to come in on a monthly basis to work with him and his team and at one point he said ray i will always have you or somebody from your team coming into my dealership when we were re-signing a new contract mm-hmm. to continue to extend it out and he said because i don't want to be the guy who finds out the new trend after everybody else yeah i want to hear about the new trend before everybody right. else. Cutting edge kind of So deal. it is worth it to me to have you come in every month because as soon as I stop, there's going to be some changes in the industry and I'm going to be left behind yeah. or be trying to play catch up. And he didn't look at that money spent as an expense. He looked at it as an investment in his future. Absolutely. Right? When it's like getting a college degree. Right. Uh, you're not just paying that you know, as an expense that, oh, well, I mean, everybody goes to college. I got to go to college. I got to pay that bill. Right. No, you're investing so that in the future you make more money. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. I think that's and very wise. As I shook his hand with tears in my eyes, <laughs> you know, weeping yeah. in front of the man, I said, that was beautiful. And I wish you could share that with every other client. Yeah. Was, you know, all right, so this is the last time here, right? right? <laughs> He pulled out uh, your phone you, you, and said, "Could you yeah. say that one more time?" Yeah. <laughs> speak, speak loudly. The mic is. Let me hit record. Ready to go. On the other hand, let's kind of play devil's advocate here for okay. a minute. Is there are a percentage of your customers that 
You know, they did embrace digital retail through this COVID thing. They bought their groceries. I've got a 70-year-old aunt that bought groceries online for the first time ever in her life, right. had them delivered, uh, and has done it two or three times, you know, in the last month and enjoyed it. But my guess is that after this is over and, you know, maybe three months from now, maybe six months from now, she's going to find that she enjoys going to the grocery store to see what they have and it's right there in front of you. You know, you can pick the fruit you want. You can squeeze the Charmin. Right? <laughs> but <laughs> You like that one. <laughs> well, I was going to say a fruit, but Charmin came out. But, but no, I think it's going to be the same in the car business. Uh, all of these kind of you know the sky is falling type people i don't i don't see the entire landscape changing where you got to be 90% online and 10% in the showroom no no there's there's uh, still going to be a large percentage of customers that want to come down face to face they want to touch it smell it feel it drive it right yeah. and we've discussed this before it, there's a huge difference in my way of thinking and correct me if if you feel differently between me ordering groceries to be delivered, which are the same brands I get every time. Right. I know exactly what I want. It doesn't change. Charmin's still Charmin. It hasn't changed in you know 50 years. Maybe it's a little more quilted or whatever. But yeah. you know that's the brand I'm going to go with. A uh, bag of oranges is a bag of oranges. Right. Right. Yeah. Maybe I'd like oh, to go only in when it comes to those clementines. Those uh, what are they called? Uh, cuties. Oh my gosh, man. The cuties are the top of the line. All right, man. You don't even know. I'm, I'm from Florida, brother. Do you have cuties down there? Man, we've got the, uh, the what do they call them? The sweet reds. I mean, it's just, it's, yeah, blood the red right. oranges. Oh, the blood oranges? Yeah. I'm talking and about the little ones, the Clementines, I believe they are. But I mean, there's some there's off brand so that, that, that Publix and... carries throughout the winter. Right. And they suck, and they're tough, and they're seed filled. Yeah. And then. Right about springtime, the cuties come in, bro. It's the season, oh brother. Yeah. No, it's a different. They're right. totally different than the the winter brand. Right. Yeah, because the oranges really don't. They don't supposed to harvest them in the winter. Yeah, that's and they've like genetically engineered them to yeah. be ripe in the winter. This yeah. is horrible. It was, anyway, yeah, it's just a, you know going against nature. Yeah, I'm, I'm, there's out somebody well. out there nodding their head with me, going, "Yes!" They're screaming at the podcaster. Somebody who right. loves the cuties. Yeah. I'm a cutie. This guy, this guy gets it, right? <laughs> so, you were saying that you don't believe the market is going to, you know, shift to the 90 percent right. of people are retail. And my point is. It, there's a huge difference between if I'm ordering something that I know what I want because it's the same as it's been all the times I ordered it or it, you know, is for a specific purpose that I click to buy on Amazon rather than getting a new vehicle, which the technology, I mean, all of the intricacies of a vehicle, the changes from year model to year model, or especially if it's been three, five, ten years since you've had your last vehicle. And not to mention if you're going to buy used. Right. Yeah. Or used because every used car is different. And if yeah. you're a savvy buyer, you understand that not every you know, 2010 with 68,000 miles was driven the same, was cared for the same. Um, so, yeah, I'm, I don't believe that there will, we will ever come to a point that it'll be 
the the ninety ten to well, we, digital. We may, I we think. may get there, but we this this didn't cause an overnight change. I, mean, I, I mean, it. Did, I don't believe not, we will get there though. We. I mean, hell, we don't know. In fifty years, it's too. We might be ordering hovercrafts, right? Or you know, but the hovercrafts are going to change by model year significantly enough. Yeah, I right? mean, enough As, people did that with Tesla, right? I mean, I'm sure before they launched that business model, which they ended up changing, right? I'm sure people, you know, were saying, "No way, that'll never work. You have to have a physical dealership. There's no way people are going to buy a car." And shit, you had to get on a two-year waiting list to get one, right? Yeah, so, but it, it goes to supply and demand. Right, it's a, but, but to get one, you had to order it on sight unseen, right? Yeah, but I think there were people who knew what they wanted. They had limited options within the what was available, and they wanted a a fully electric powered vehicle that could achieve the range that the Tesla could. I think none of that mattered. I think they wanted a Tesla. Right. Well, I, I, okay. So you, there there are those. I mean, I, I know of, I have a cousin who bought a Tesla yeah. just because he's an environmentalist, yeah. you know, very liberal Democrat and felt like it was his duty to buy a Tesla. God bless him. Love it. Right, man. You know, save the world. Yeah. Go for it. There are other people, I'm sure, who are buying them because of the status. Yeah. You know, hey, I can drive a Tesla. Yeah. Um, but I mean, it's not an expense thing. Those th- you can get those things for thirty grand. I mean, it's not like a two hundred thousand dollar car. When they first came out, they were more pricey than that. Um, there was none in that thirty thousand dollar price point. I, but I was looking for a car a couple of years ago, and that you know would cross the, my radar. Is, yeah. You know, for thirty grand, you get uh, well, Tesla. I saw the truck they're coming out with, and I think it's twenty twenty two. Yeah. Um, that there, you can already put a hundred dollars down now and hold one, and it's going to have the tow capacity of a hundred bucks of a thirty-five hundred. Hundred bucks is crazy. I would think you'd about to need to put ten grand down. No, this is just to reserve your spot, and then when they start going into production, you'll have to actually. Then they come back to you and go, "Okay, it's your turn. Let's go." You know, <laughs> actually order it because they're yeah. not fully in production yet. So. Okay. It's just so it's like take a number and give us a hundred dollar bill. You're paying a hundred bucks for your number in line. <laughs> okay. Exactly. Yeah. You know. I mean, you got to give some money in order to show. Hey, uh, Ray, uh, run a little low here. You got a hundred bucks like a bar? Right. <laughs> <laughs> hey, what, what line am I going to be in? You're right. It'll either go toward a Tesla or a bottle of Macallan. I promise. Well, you know. I'll use it wisely. In, I'd, in other I'd words, go with the bottle of Macallan. Yeah. We started talking about trainers that aren't or. or I don't know, coaches, trainers, influencers right. that, that you feel are putting out bad information. Yeah. You were so I'm, irritated. I'm alleviating my yeah. discontent and my reaction, I guess is the best way to say it. I was reacting to a number of different things that I saw, and I, I, I saw so many of them in a row that it just put me in this state of going, what the hell is going on? In this marketplace, in the marketplace that I, I am a professional in. Well, here's what I like about kind of our current situation is this may be what makes all the, the noises. I bet. Okay. 
It's like Jumanji. We talked. We called it yesterday. Jumanji in the background. It sounded like the beating drums in the background, right? <laughs> yeah, like it's somebody's turn to roll. And see what <laughs> calamity will strike next. Um, no, so the, the free market. What yeah. I like about kind of our current time and experiencing our current culture is the ability for nearly everyone to broadcast. Uh, their thoughts and you know uh, productions right. in in a variety of forms. Even a couple jabronis like us can well, have a podcast, right? Well, I mean, what a great society we live in. Yeah. Well, I mean, I downloaded TikTok the other day, and uh, oh. oh man, I mean, there's a bunch of crazy stuff on there. Yeah. You know, mostly uh, dancers and jokes and goofy people. And right. But, but it's like everybody's got a TV replicating what the last person yeah. did that the next person is going to do. And but but on YouTube, I uh, I watch YouTube almost every night, and I follow the strangest things, like a guy that carves uh, walking sticks. There's another guy I follow that uh, puts repairs wagon wheels right from like old stagecoaches and things yeah so i mean this guy for instance he's out in uh, montana montana or wyoming or something and like literally people come from around the world to see this guy because he's like the foremost wagon wheel expert in the world that's amazing yeah but how would i know about that guy only if we were in this current time. Absolutely. Yeah. No. And and so I guess as with all the advantages of us being in this advanced technological society that we're in, um, also come great the, responsibility. <laughs> well, the, the the opportunity for those who this, are this, not so advanced. Yeah, to, it's like like the old uh, carpetbagger with the magic mystery oil, right? right. You know, coming around in his in his coach and with his wagon wheel <laughs> right and but selling no, his back in oil. those days anybody could uh, I mean I don't know that. you see in the movies you know just somebody shows up in town let me tell you about this great new product this oil I have absolutely you're never going to believe what it does right uh, so and it's like that is kind of we're reliving that experience. So it may be on it's a global a, scale. Sorry. And and maybe it's the the combination of the technology advancements and the extra time on people's hands that they've had the opportunity to contemplate and they feel like that they've come to this great epiphany. <laughs> so the obviously this incredible formulation of thought that they've in You're talking counter. about like in the last four to six weeks during yeah, COVID? Yeah, so strictly in the last four to six weeks because <laughs> okay. it, it has it, it has exploded or increased exponentially. Well, I've seen like, I don't know, five or six people that are on their third episode of a podcast. Right. You know, and I'm thinking how many other people just thought, you know, someday I want to do a podcast. Right. And then this gave them the opportunity because yeah. what else are they going to do? And we can say that we started ours before all this. Yeah, I think it was January. like around November when we actually... Well, we started getting all of the pieces in place yeah. in order to do it back in November. But we actually recorded our first podcast in January. I thought it was before that, but I don't know. I don't it, remember. It may have been. It was definitely before the lockdown. So, yeah. yeah. And, and then once the... So once again, we were trendsetters. We are trendsetters. Gosh, you know, I just wish other people understood how intelligent we know we are. 
Okay. Uh, I'm sure that those other people that you described at the beginning of this episode feel the same way. Uh, yeah. Well, I think it's uh, another factor is just the generation. You know, I was talking to my son a while back, and we kind of discussed just the whole idea that that generation, my son's uh, 28. Right. But that generation, you know, give or take seven or ten years, uh, they they didn't... Talking about millennials? Yeah, they didn't want to just go to work, clock in, clock out, you know, cuss their job, and then get drunk on the weekends. Like I did. Right. <laughs> 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 they, they they didn't see the point in that. They wanted to spend their life doing things they enjoyed, and uh, if it meant right, I, I mean, quality of life is huge. Yeah, yeah. But the other thing that is big with them is status. Is they would almost rather, and this is you know, I don't know if it's unique to the situations I've dealt with yeah. as a consultant and business owner and. You know, participant as a consultant for different businesses, um, but I have come across a number of millennial-minded people who millennial-minded people. Yeah, because what the hell does that mean, right? I, I think there's a you mean actual millennials no. or just millennial-minded? I mean millennial-minded like people. Like a seventy-year-old that uh, I've met. Them. I have met people who are in their forties and fifties. Who were born in the wrong generation because they have just totally adopted. They have gotten on board with the millennial mindset. So it's no They're, they're drinking hip shakes and smoothies. Yeah. And worried about, you know, well, how that makes me feel. And, you know, I've been here 10 minutes. Why haven't I gotten my next promotion? That's the, to me, that's the millennial mindset is, you know, hey, I figured out what you hired me to do. But our parents' generation, they didn't talk about how, how things made you feel right no <laughs> who gives God. a damn what it makes you feel get up and go to work i tell you another podcast that we need to do is i've i've read a number of books on you know uh managing like a coach talking okay. about an athletic coach okay and i read these books because that fascinates me you know some of the greatest managers i've ever encountered were coaches Okay. I mean, they're just great at driving the team and getting the most out of people and bringing a cohesive Teamwork. unit together, right? And accomplishing a goal, moving forward on a task. I mean, these guys were just masters of it. And then I start reading these books that are on managing like a coach, like an athletic coach. And then they talk about, you know, well, we got to make sure that everybody is, you know, happy and okay and their feelings. And, uh, and I'm like... You know, I mean, I've played at the, you know... Collegiate level. At the, yeah, I mean, from Little League and, oh. and uh, Pop Warner football through junior high, high school, college at a major university. Um, very uh, close with a number of people who are professional athletes. Yeah. And none of those coaches gave a damn <laughs> about how I felt, about what they wanted me to do. Wouldn't it have been a more pleasant experience had they it, asked you how you feel about doing it? It would have been ups? very, very pleasant. <laughs> we would have failed. <laughs> we would have not been a successful team. You wouldn't have national championship teams at Absolutely not, right? Wouldn't have won the state championship. Wouldn't what, have been the SEC championships. The, uh, but you know what? We all would have felt good, <laughs> right? Everybody would have got a turn. But it's funny that 
coaches talk like that. Uh, I mean, I, what's the Alabama coach that people are going to laugh about me not remembering his name? Saban? No, no. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nick Saban. Yeah. But – you know, if you hear him doing a press conference, he would say, "Well, you know, we want to, we want the guys to succeed in life, and we want them to, uh, you know, be happy and yada yada." I think there's a difference between caring about the individuals. Yeah. Uh, there's absolutely an element of caring about the individuals. Yeah. But in coaching them, yeah, you don't coach to their feelings. <laughs> okay. You coach to, in fact, what's in their best interest is most often what they are most resistant to. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So rather than try to coach through the feelings and encourage them with it, it's a uh, get your ass out here and go run another lap or, you know, do another drill. Or Yeah. Well, let, let me attack that for a minute. Just okay. again, playing devil's advocate yeah. here is that's someone else. That's the coach determining what is in their best interest. Absolutely. You know, hey, you want to be a successful football player and you want to win games. You want to win a national championship. So screw your feelings. Do what I'm telling you to do. Right. But that doesn't really apply in the real world or in the career world because, you know, somebody might, as you say, have the you know millennial disease, the millennial mindset. Right. And think, I don't want to be successful in my career. I want to uh, have a minimum wage job and uh, paint seashells all day. <laughs> Great. Go do that. Yeah, right, right? right. Hey, you are more than free to leave and go do whatever you want to do. Let me promote you to a customer. But if you're going to work here. Right. Yeah. No. You're going to do this the best way possible. I was I was coaching a guy, right? Yeah. Uh, a, an employee that I was uh, supervising or responsible for. And he didn't want to do what I wanted him to do. And... I told him, you know what? That's okay. You don't have to do it. And he looked at me kind of cross-eyed, and he was like, really? I said, yeah, absolutely you don't have to do it. There's nothing that is going to force you to have to do that, man. If you really don't want to do it, you don't have to do it. He goes, oh, that's great. I go, yeah, you can't work here, but you don't have to do it. He was like, oh, so then I have to, you know, then you're going to fire me if I don't do it? I said, no, no, no. You're making the choice that that's not what you want to do. And if that's not what you want to do, I don't want you to have to do it. So I'm giving you the opportunity to go do what you want to do. Fulfill your destiny. Right. Now, if you choose to want to do that, please get on the team and let's go to work. If you choose not to do that, no hard feelings. It was great knowing you and good luck in your future. Right? I'm not mad at you. It's completely up to you. You are not forced to do anything. I great love it. country I love, that we live a, in. That's a great explanation. Absolutely. I love it. And yeah, I mean, I don't want to intentionally. You're not a hard ass. You're yeah. a very caring guy. I, you're right. You're and, very supportive. And, and uh, some of the greatest coaches I know cared more about their players than some of their own parents. Yeah. Right? I mean, they truly cared about these guys, but they also knew that what was best for them was what was going to be best yeah, for the demanded team. demanded a lot, yeah. And, right, I mean, you know, it's it's that... Well, I, I happen to uh, feel the same way, but I've kind of had to fight that in my coaching career, is I'm very driven and hard on myself, you know, and don't take excuses for myself and push myself. Right. Uh, at least, you know, when I was a younger man, I'm like, I've kind of chilled out in my older age. Uh, but... I had to learn the hard way that you can't translate that to 
coaching people in the business world. Now, maybe if I was a football coach, I'd right. get, you know, get off your ass and let's do another sprint. Right. But, you know, in the business world, it takes a softer touch. Uh, well, and again, I, I think you you coach or lead to the strengths and abilities and motivators of the individual. Yeah. Right? I mean, I know we've brought him up before, but, you know, I think Larry White, GM mm-hmm. of a dealership, good friend, he is very, very good about, I mean, I saw two guys approach him at the tower, and one guy, he ripped his ass, right? Larry I mean, did. Larry did. He yeah. ripped the, the salesman's ass, you know, man, get your butt out there and go, here's what I'm telling you to do, you just need to go do it, go. Next guy came up, different type problem, but not far off of the first guy's problem, and Larry was like, okay, let's talk through this. Let me explain to you what I need you to do. Yeah. And as the second guy walked away, I go, wow, that was... It was very different the way you dealt with those two guys. He goes, well, the first guy, that's what he needs, right? He was he, a Marine or He something. was a former, well, Larry was a Marine, but this yeah. guy's former military also, and yeah. he knew that guy, over time, having worked with him, he needed to be just told what to do in no uncertain <laughs> terms, very direct, go do it, I'm done, I'm done with you. Yeah. The next guy, he understood, and I thought, man, that is a great manager. Yeah. Right. To have that ability to be able to guide and direct according to the need of each one. Now, neither one did he ask, so how do you feel about <laughs> what you're about to go do? One, I'm going to take a little more time with because that's going to be more effective with this guy. And the other one, it's I'm not taking the time to say anything other than here's what I need you to do and I need you to go do it. I think I would totally say that. I think I have totally said that. Not only to like, you know, salespeople or BDC reps, you know, that kind of viewed me as some sort of authority figure as a coach, but to actual dealers and people that were paying, you know, for me to be there, uh, I think it's totally something I would do to say, well, how would you feel about looking at it this way? Right. You know, well, I mean, that's a different thing. But. Yeah. I think it, there's, there's a difference between it, it, drawing somebody to a paradigm shift mm-hmm. in their thinking. Yeah. Right. When you are proposing something that's completely foreign to everything that they've known, mm-hmm. and typically when we're dealing with dealers, they're not, but they haven't been unsuccessful at what they've been doing. Right. So for me to go in and say, you know, you're, oh, you're doing it all wrong. <laughs> yeah. This is not going to work. You're going to fail. That guy's going to look across the table at me just like I would to somebody else and go, listen. I was pretty damn successful before you got here. Right. I don't have any misconception that I know how to be successful. So I think when you're when you're trying to instigate a shift in in thinking, you have to be approach it from that. Hey, let me let me ask you a few yeah, questions. Would you at least let consider, me enlighten you. Yeah. yeah. Do you think this might work? I mean, that kind of mentality. And again, you're now managing up. Right. This isn't a subordinate situation, but, you know, and I'm not advocating to be a taskmaster, but I think that there comes a time where there's stuff that has to get done. And it's not in the best interest of the entire team for you not to pull your weight. And I am here under the assumption that you want to pull your weight, that you I mean, you say that all the time. Right. right? right, We believe people want to be better at what they're doing. 
And if it, you know, it comes down to process or people, right? If it's a process problem, great, let's fix the process. If the process we all can agree is correct, now it's a people problem and either you don't want to do it, no, you're not going to do it, or you just don't know how to do, great. Let me train you, teach you. If it's K-N-O-W, uh, let me guide you and get you there. If it's N-O, hey, no problem. You don't have to do it. Just like you don't have to work here, right? So, I mean, that's ultimately all right so i've no I, i'm just sitting here imagining what what would it be like to work for ray west oh man <laughs> my people love me <laughs> <laughs> would you well, would you we were we were talking yesterday as we were editing yesterday's podcast right and uh i said you know what hey man i i, I got this bottle of whiskey here you just got a little bit left in it why don't we finish this off while we're editing and we started joking around about what it might have been like, you know, back in the 50s or 40s to just be sitting around the office oh. working, having a couple of bourbons. Every executive had a liquor cabinet sitting right over in the corner yeah. and they'd start every meeting pouring a couple <laughs> fingers in each glass. Right. Absolutely. You know, I and, think... Uh, is that what it would be like if, if somebody worked for you today? No. Absolutely not. Absolutely well, not. But I, but I don't want to. <laughs> well, good thing you don't. <laughs> well, Ray, this has been a joy. I feel like we've really um, had a chance to dive into your thoughts on coaching. And, and what sparked this all was you kind of getting irritated about the way other people try to influence others when you think they have bad information to share or, or superfluous information. Right, irrelevant. Yeah. Yeah. So, so I, this has been really a, a fun episode for me. But well, good. I, I think we have come to the end. We have. This is the end. And we want to thank everybody for listening. Yeah. Thank you for joining us for another episode of uh, Saturday Morning Sales Meeting. We hope you'll join us again. Yeah. Thank you for listening. If you enjoy the podcast, you can go to SaturdayMorningSalesMeeting.com where you can listen to additional episodes, read articles, and learn more about John and Ray. We also cover topics such as automotive sales and service, best practices, training, and techniques that you can put in place today to sell more vehicles and write more ROs. Or gain more dollars per RO. To register for a total dealership assessment, you can visit the website for more information or simply send an email to info at SaturdayMorningSalesMeeting.com. What's that email address again? It's info ray at Saturday morning sales meeting.com. It's info ray at Saturday morning sales meeting.com. No, Ray, it's just info at Saturday morning sales meeting.com. So just info at Saturday morning sales meeting.com. You've got it. Great.